0: Hello, I'm Phil at 360 Creative Coach, and in this episode, I want to talk about writer's block, more specifically, the myth of writer's block. That's right. Spoiler alert, it is a myth. Now, why it is a myth and how you can overcome it, well, I'm going to talk about that. But before I fully dive into it, I would like to take the opportunity to invite you to subscribe, if you haven't already, that we get all the various lessons and episodes that I put out right when I put them out. Thank you if you just did, and thank you if you already were. It truly does mean a lot to me, as I hope it does to you. So let's talk about this. Let's get into this. So, you know, for me, it really started with um, Tim Ferriss. You know, he often talks about writer's block, and he's interviewed many authors and things of that nature. And, you know, they talk about this idea that writer's block doesn't really exist, right? And so what I'm sharing is both from a personal account, as well as just observing people deemed successful in the writing discipline, right? Whether it be off, uh, novelists, nonfiction writers, screenwriters, and so forth, right? And, you know, in life, as, as a quick side change, that's just a good way to go about it, right? Is learn from people that you view as successful in that field, or other people view them as successful because there's a lot to be gained from them, right? And adapt it to your... Um, own sort of situation, right? That that's always useful. And so when it comes to this, you know, uh, the the top authors that I see out there, you know, whenever they get asked about writer's block, uh, they say it's a non-issue, right? So the trick of it is, wh- how does it, how is it a non-issue for them, right? It, is it because they're so supremely talented and just have this amazing gift that they can just write ad nauseum? No, it's not because of that, right? Whenever, like, you know, Tim Ferriss, as he talks about it, whenever someone comes up to him like, hey, I'm having writer's block, he always says, okay, show me all your bad pages. And what he's talking about is that it's not really writer's block, it's just you haven't written enough bad words yet to get past it, right? Our minds, they try to create perfection. And as soon as we get into a creative act, such as writing, the the inner critic of our mind is already going to work of like, that's crap, that's stupid, whatever, right? And as Steven Pressfield would say, that's the voice of resistance, literally pulling you away from writing anything simply because you're already being self-critical. And that's not really good, right? So that is what's preventing you. So rather than, uh, you know, the, the, whenever you like quote unquote face writer's block, just write. Just write bad stuff. Just get it out on the page. Right? That's literally the key, quite frankly. Right? Now, I'm gonna to... Like, that. that's it. That's all it takes. Now, I'm gonna dive a little bit deeper and give you some quotes from other writers that state this in a different way, and so hopefully that'll kind of round it out if it's not fully meshing. Right? So, let's get into this. Uh, Sandra um, Singh Lo says, when you face writer's block, just lower your standards and keep going, right? That's what I'm talking about. Instead of striving for perfection, just write anything on the page and you can revise it. That's the beautiful part about writing, you know? No one's expecting you to just write perfection on the first time. You know, that's something that writers often talk about as well, is that, you know, you you do the first draft and really, I believe it's Neil Gaiman, the second draft is where you want... To make people believe as if you knew what you were doing all along right isabel holland says uh, don't stop because you've hit a block finish the page even if you write nothing but your own name the block will break if you don't give in to it remember writing is a physical habit as well as whatever you want to think it is calling it avocation talent genius art i think that's very poignant right uh, it is we we often don't we often look at writing as a very creative thing and it certainly is but any creative art form requires the physical as well that's why i'm an advocate of also keeping in shape and stuff like that eating healthy resting and so forth so in that same way yes uh, you know sit there and and just the physical act of writing does something right it, it, it it's like your mind will then eventually be like okay fine I get it, I have to sit here for an hour, two hours, whatever the you know time constraint that you give yourself, and so might as well come up with something because if we're just gonna sit here, then fine. There's no point in just not doing anything, right? That's ideally what your mind's going through, and it will, right, and just, you know, maybe different than that, certainly different than that, but that's kind of the, the core of it and why it does work, right? Uh, which speaks to this idea that writing can't be just this on and off thing. It has to become more of a routine. You can't just all of a sudden not do something and then, okay, you know, I've got this uh, this one week off, you know, and I'm just gonna write some something amazing. It's not how it works. You have to have a discipline for it. It doesn't have to be every single day, but but a routine nonetheless. Of like, okay, three times a week you're going to set an hour a day to do it, right? Something in where it becomes enough of a thing. Uh, otherwise, you're just hoping and praying, and then, of course, you're not going to get the results that you want. Here's another one. Here, uh, this is from um, a- Aberon Wong. Um, by the way, I definitely am butchering these names, so I apologize. Um In my experience, novelists and others who complain of a mysterious disease called writer's block should be treated with suspicion. This inexplicable failure to write anything can be the result of two conditions. Simple laziness or having nothing to say. One needs only to develop a certain power of concentration and have something to say. Yeah, you know, uh, I used to have writer's block in the sense that I didn't have anything to say or I didn't know what I wanted to say. And now that I'm, you know, in my 30s, it's like, okay, I can reflect back on things and, and I have gained enough perspective and consumed enough and, and so forth to to have something to say, right? I feel in a place of like, okay, what I have to say is now valid and, you know, I'm not going to necessarily overreach, but I'm going to make what I have to say as as artful, let's say, as, as it can be, right? And as poignant, as and so forth, and as I continue to develop as an artist, as a person, then I will have more to say and can say it more beautifully, right? So part of that subtext is just have patience a little bit, right? You know, there's time, there's time. Just because you're not the next great all-American author by the age of 20 does not make you a failure, right? Um, This is from John Avalon. I'm superstitious about writer's block to the extent I don't particularly feel like devoting a great deal of time to dwelling on it. It seems like getting stuck in a desert, a nightmare. But there are definitely times when the inspiration flows more freely than not. It seems to me that writing is a muscle. It gets stronger the more you use it. If you let yourself fall out of habit, it can be hard to get back in form. Writing a regular column Keeps you limber and sharp and guarantees that any fear of writer's block is kept at bay. So there you go. The routineness of it all. Just doing it uh, over and over as opposed to just this infrequent, um, you know, once a blue moon thing. You know, once a blue moon is not going to get you the results that you're looking for, right? Just no amount of talent will. And then there's Seth Godin, right? I write like I talk and I don't get talker's block. That one I just thought was funny. I think uh, Seth Godin is a wonderful person on on creativity and outputting it and so forth. And uh, really, you know, uh, really a fantastic resource. But in this sense, I I found it amazing, uh, very funny. And all of what I'm talking about also underscores this idea that I, I published a while ago, which is that quantity creates quality. You know, so so this idea of like if you just keep writing and just keep writing and just keep writing, yeah, you're gonna put down a lot of crap words. But through that, you can revise and revise. You know, in fact, very uh, very recently, uh, Marissa Seraphine and I we do a book discussion show, and the book that we had just done was The Invisible Woman by Erica Roebuck. and at the back of it, there's a little Q and A, and you know she she answers a question about sort of the writing process and and she was talking about how with that book you know there was like four versions of the book uh, that that she had written that were completely different than what it ended up being and that's great because it led her to that right so it, she you know but it was through literally completing those four other ones that you know at at, at this point in time have not seen the light of day right who knows but they weren't intended to be published, and, and but it led to that one, right? So that's what writing is all about. You have to put the crap out onto the page and then revise, revise, and revise. That's what overcomes writer's block. So that's what I have for you. Please take it to heart. Uh, get rid of the idea that writer's block exists. It is a limiting belief. You can work through it. I promise you that. It just takes time and effort, right? So put in that time and effort, and you will see the results. Uh, thank you so much. As always, if you have any questions or thoughts of your own, comment down below. Likewise, if you appreciate what I do and think I could be of benefit to you um, and would appreciate more direct interaction, well, that's what my Patreon page is for, uh, patreon.com slash PhilSvitek. That's where I can help you out in more direct ways. In fact, a uh, big shout out to my patrons over there. Um, I want to highlight specifically Ken Knappsock, James Lott Jr., and Anthony Becerra. Um, you guys... Uh, you know, are fantastic. You have been there from the beginning for me, so I truly appreciate you. Um, And uh, yeah, you know, to that same effect, I also have stuff that I put out into the world creatively, uh, whether it's my movie, uh, the one movie out currently, or my nonfiction book, my fiction book, and other stuff. So all that stuff is linked to down below if you want to support me that way. uh, Supporting that stuff allows me to, you know, it's a symbiotic relationship, right? Supporting that stuff helps support this because by getting to do that stuff, I'm able to bring the lessons to you from everything that I've learned, right? And share them freely here with you. Anyway, I appreciate you and hope to see you next time.